I think we can go across the ditch. Catch up with Jimmy Smith. There he is. Hey. What you what you up to, Sammy? Hey. What are you up to? Oh, just you know, talking a bit of talking a bit of sport on Staffy's radio show and uh, <laughs> try not to get fired. Where's Staffy? <laughs> um, what's that line they always use on like in sport and athletes like um personal leave or something? Is that what they oh, use? Just okay. just don't go into it, Jimmy. Okay. Just uh, respect the privacy. There was a, a play called Jeffrey Bernard is unwell, and mm. it was about a columnist. Um, and unwell was code for he's incredibly hungover again. So <laughs> <laughs> Could be true. He, he, can't write, <laughs> he can't write or slash host a uh, radio program. Now, yeah, yeah. Lo- lots lots to get through here, mate. Super rugby over the course of the weekend. Um, yes. What did you make of all that? Crusaders, wow. Yeah. So I actually went to the uh, to the Chiefs game on Saturday, Jimmy, in Hamilton. Um, I in the, saw that. In the pouring rain and, yeah. uh, you know, just putting all those people uh, to shame that say that I'm not a rugby fan. I was there uh, in the pouring rain, in the freezing cold, watching a game of rugby that took 77 minutes to get its first try. So I loved it. Uh, it, it, because I'm a massive fan. But uh, the Crusaders on Friday, I mean, that was you know a demolition is the word that a lot of people are using. Very surprising given uh, the Blues, the Crusaders are without eight of their All Blacks. The Blues have about 10 All Blacks themselves. Um, by all measures, the better team on paper. The Crusaders haven't had a great season and took them to the cleaners, Jimmy. And yeah. uh, really a lot of people putting that down to a real lack. And this always baffles me, and you'll, you'll be closer to this than I am. It always baffles me when captains and players coming out saying that they just weren't up for it or mentally, you know, sort of prepared for it in a way, which baffles yeah. me given it's a semi-final of a major competition, but that's what it looked like. Well, here's the other one. We got ambushed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you get ambushed? Yeah, especially when you're uh, in Christchurch. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So yeah. Chiefs and Crusaders in the final. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the All Black squad has been named. A couple of things standing out for me. Uh, no RTS. Yes. So we can talk about that. But here's the other thing. I also, when I was just looking at Brody Redelick and he's played 100, he's got 100 caps. And then I thought, oh, I wonder who's got the most. Sam Whitelock, he's going to go past Richie McCaw. Is he or is he not? Uh, I think he's got the ability to if he stays fully healthy. Problem for yeah. Sam Whitelock is that he's, he's at that age now where he is picking up the injuries, so gets you know the, the games rested, etc. Um, but very much could be that. It, it is always interesting in a Rugby World Cup year, Jimmy, what happens during the Rugby Championship because... It, you're trying to give guys as much game experience as possible before a World Cup, but you also don't want to lose the bleeders low and you know maybe the, the rugby championship. So it, it's this yeah. real interesting dynamic and whether those top-line guys are going to be playing every single game is a big TBC. But Sam Whitelock will go close. Um, although Brody, uh, was it Retalick? Is that Retalick? Is that what we, what we call him over there? What, what, how do you pronounce his name? <laughs> well, it's Retallick here in New Zealand, but I okay. actually prefer no, we, I actually we prefer very Ritalik. much call him Redley. <laughs> yeah, we've got other names for him here too, which I'm not prepared I bet. to go into. I okay. bet. Oh, but uh, yeah. uh, here's the other thing that strikes me: the most caps, the top eleven players, none of them made a debut later than the year 2000. So none of them made a debut just, later than 2000. Okay, sorry, uh, pre 2000. So that means all the rugby that is played now means you get the bump up yeah. those games, right? Yep, for sure. There was a time, you know, years and years ago where they did used to play like 50 tests a year, but um, certainly, yeah, recently, or I guess in the professional era, it has all been, uh, if you look at that list, it is all players that have probably retired or are still playing over the last 10 years. So RTS doesn't make the squad? No, sir. Dun, 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 dun. 
<laughs> well, here's the thing, Jimmy, and mm-hmm. I'll try and keep it brief, the challenge for me, but I will try. He misses the All Blacks. That isn't a surprise because he has hardly been playing rugby. He hasn't even been able to make the Blues team. Um or even the reserves, so didn't make the All Blacks. But yesterday, the All Blacks also named an All Blacks 15, and this is a basically a reserve grade side that's going to travel to Japan and play, you know, not friendlies, but international games uh, to keep those players playing rugby so that they're ready for the All Blacks should they need to be called upon. Right, RTS didn't even make that team, so. Not only does he not make the All Blacks 36-man squad, which is a big damn squad in itself, he doesn't make the B-grade reserve side, which Mm. just put a line through him, Jimmy. He is not making the All Blacks. He is not going to the Rugby World Cup. So the only thing left in front of him is a domestic NPC club competition that starts in August. Why on earth he'd want to play in that when there's no end goal for that anyway? There's no... You know, it's not like he's playing in that to make the All Blacks because it'll be all but done at that point. So someone raised a good point. It'll be essentially like an NRL player not making the first grade team and just playing reserve grade and being okay with that before they head over and play international rugby the following year. Yeah. It, so yeah. it doesn't make any sense. No. Nah. doesn't make any sense. It, would he be contractually obligated to play that or is that a separate contract to no. a super rugby no. contract? No, nah. So every player in New Zealand is, is centrally contracted by New Zealand rugby, so it will be part of his right. contract. But this is the big debate. Would New Zealand rugby entertain an early release given that the Warriors did the same for him two years ago, halfway through the NRL season? Uh, and that is a big what-if. Um, okay. But from, certainly from a fan's perspective, even rugby fans, Jimmy, want to want to see NZR show a bit of ticker and, and let the guy walk if that's what he wants to do. Okay, so that was the next part. Do New Zealand rugby view now, based on what I've seen across some social media platforms and um, you know feeling all the, the groundswell of support for the Warriors, do they now perceive rugby league very differently as a threat? Well, or do I- they... They maintain their dominance. I, I raised that, Jimmy, as like a, almost a bit of a conspiracy theory. Like, do they not release him knowing that at the moment there is a big conversation going on in New Zealand as to, you know, rugby dying? I mean, this was a big a news story came out last week, a documentary about is rugby dying in New Zealand? And it just caused waves across the country. So there is, at the moment, this real interesting dynamic between rugby league and rugby where rugby is falling away, the All Blacks aren't winning, the, the Super Rugby competitions are, are sort of failing, they're all these rules and rest and rotation. Meanwhile, the Warriors are flying high. Everyone loves the NRL. It's an amazing product. You've got state of origin on the side. Maybe yeah. maybe rugby, there is a part of them that says, we don't want to release this guy knowing that he's going to be eyeballs on TV and he's going to be a massive groundswell of support for the Warriors if he goes. So that, I mean, it's you'd hate to think that they're thinking like that, Jimmy, but it might be the case. Uh, well, what do they say? That one of the keys to success in business is paranoia? So, you know, they would be well within their rights to do that. Hey, you want a bit of breaking news? Yes, sir. City Morning Herald reporting that the Roosters have given Matt Lodge permission to leave the club effective immediately. Are they going to be paying him $700,000 next year while he does it? or? No, no, no. He's, <laughs> he, he hasn't been... Re- no, that's not a worry. So <laughs> he, hasn't been, he hasn't been re-signed. Jared Ho, he's not going to be re-signed and they've... Uh, been disappointed with his performances and attitude since they told him he wasn't going to be re-signed. So you can leave now. Where does he bob up? Where, where, could, you, oh. where could? Well, who Matt wants Lodge? him? Well, who wants him, Jimmy? I mean, God, everywhere he's gone, it seems to be you know, I want to say a poison, but he does seem to disrupt. So I don't know who wants him. Does anyone that's want the, him? That's the other thing because you know the Roosters were confident their system yeah. was going to be able to control Matt Lodge, and mm. apparently, uh, and. Uh, 
it would appear that they haven't been able to do it. So interesting. And I know there's a Warriors connection to that. Uh, please continue with your Warriors AM. I'm sure the listeners are enjoying <laughs> hey, it. I don't know if you can see, uh, Jimmy, but I'm wearing my Warriors uh, hoodie this afternoon. So that was just a coincidence, no really. Yeah, yeah, real coincidence. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. doubt about that. Great job, Sammy. All right, mate. To you. Talk soon. Uh, there, <laughs> there you go. Jimmy Smith from across the ditch. Uh, well, it's always a bit of fun catching up with Jimmy.